What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow, where we glorify the process as much as the progress. Documenting the struggle just as much as highlighting the wins, seeing the struggle makes the flow tangible. I woke up today and saw a post by Jordan Peterson that said, you want to have a meaningful life? Everything you do matters. Everything. And the quote from his recent book expands on it a little bit. That was in the caption. It goes on to say, this is not a casual statement. It's not naive. It's not a matter of asking for a present unearned. God is no grantor of casual wishes. It is a matter first of truly asking. This means being willing to let go of anything and everything that is not keeping with the desire. Otherwise, there is no asking. There is only immature and too often resentful whim and wish. Oh, that I could have what I want without doing what is necessary. That will not suffice. So to ask, seek, and knock is to do everything required to gather what has been left unfinished and to complete it now. And to ask, seek, and knock is as well to determine what must be asked for. And that has to be something worthy of God. Why else would it be granted? How else could it possibly be granted? Reading this, I had to audit myself a little bit. So I write morning pages every day. And subconsciously between sentences, when I run out of things to say, I rest on seeking help from God. Transitioning from one thought to another, I find myself often writing out, God, please help me. And before reading this post today, actually over the past few days, maybe even why this post stuck out to me today, over the past few days, I have been trying to break that automatic pattern of automatically resting on seeking something from God. Over the past few days, I found myself feeling bad about almost going to God with my hand out for his help, so casually, so in between sentences. Probably sincere in the expression of it, but nonetheless, not the disposition I want to carry. Why? Because often I ask him to help me with things I'm supposed to help myself with. And even at times when I've resolved to help myself, at least while writing, I don't always, I don't always take that resolve off the page with me. It's like I hand the responsibility of it over to God when I ask him for it. Like, you got me, right? You got this for me, right? And that's what got me thinking about this, because I think that in that transaction, I hand over my power. The one he endowed me with. The one that keeps me out of needing his daily help. Because he blessed me when he made me. 
I shouldn't ask or need something from him constantly. So in my casual in-between sentences, I casually undermine my blessings. I overlook them. Rest at diminishing their existence and open my hands to ask for more. As if what he's already given me isn't enough. As if he doesn't already know, as if he doesn't know exactly what he's doing. And there's a ripple effect of disempowerment that then stays with me in a way. Because I somehow withdraw from the responsibility of what it is that I'm asking from him. Maybe my sincere but constant asking fools me into thinking that I have left it in his hands and that I can rest and he will take care of it. And I'm not foolish enough to think that I don't have to play a part. I know God only helps them who help themselves. So when it comes to performing actions and expending effort, I'm not looking to escape from it. But there are levels that my actions haven't taken me to. That a part of me feels are blocked or behind the curtain and out of my reach. And what I constantly ask for, what I withdraw responsibility from and leave on his plate, is not to do the actions for me, but to unblock, disrobe that which is hiding from me, within me, inside of me, that is keeping me from taking certain actions beyond my current self-imposed limitations. I guess I leave it in his hand to birth within me the feeling that causes me to break past my own self-impositions. It's a form of waiting to live. I leave onto him with foolish desire. I leave onto him a spark of awakening that snaps me out of me being less than I know I need to be. And this is where I find myself resting between sentences. To, in a sense, giving my power away. To withdraw responsibility from. And leave the ball in the court of God to break me past where it is I have found myself. Almost maybe fooling myself that if I ask enough, with sincerity, and suffer enough, that God himself would prove his miracles to me. Again, almost as if all the miracles I'm already endowed with are not proof enough. The arrogance. What I recognize in this transactional imposition I'm putting on God, what I realize in my casual resting between sentences, where I automatically and casually come right back to, God, please help me, is that I'm dampening my own gifts. That it actually blunts the force I need to internalize that feeling enough to do something about it to promote my own awakening. To promote it myself. That when I just hand it over to God and expect Him to do it, I not only think I don't have enough in me already and that something of the divine must intervene and that there's some miracles yet that haven't already occurred holding me back from something I desire. And not only do I diminish the current miracle that I am, but also in a practical sense, I fool myself into thinking something has been accomplished by the asking. Like I said before, 
I might have a sense of, oh, it's being taken care of. And I don't have to worry about it. In a sense that my sincere and plentiful asking replaces the need for me to take the responsibility upon myself to awaken past any such blockages. Taking the responsibility myself. I fool myself into thinking that the mere resting and revisiting the ask is the task itself that needs to be done to get that accomplished and blunts the actual work that needs to get done. It's a form of moral satiation. We get so full and satisfied from talking about doing good, talking about helping the world and its catastrophes, The simple act of talking about it alone satiates our dopamine and hormonal systems. Enough for us to think that something substantial has actually been accomplished by the simple act of talking about it. When in the material world, you didn't actually take any action or any steps towards that virtuous path. Just talking about it fools you enough to think that you have done something and blunts the energy required, the frustration required, and dare I say it, the pain required that you want to move away from. Enough to create true, genuine desire, not casual desire. That then becomes the steam for actual material steps to be taken in the real world where the world or yourself actually benefits from the steps you have physically taken, not just pontificated on, Boisterous speech, or in my case, spirited, incessant asking, I'm suspecting has the same effect of moral satiation and takes away your internal drive to actually do something. That my constant handing it over to God and resting back constantly at asking from God is in a way giving me the good feelings that I will attain my desire while actually setting me up an environment in which it makes it least likely for that to be so. I am casually robbing myself as I casually rest back to asking for his constant mercy as being the key to unlocking the next level for me. I'm dampening the force he's already given me to do so by looking to him too much for him to do so much for me. And it's time I reverse this constant pressure put on God. I'm better than this. There are no casual wishes granted. And nor do you want them to be. It would bend the structure of reality. To get what you want, you have to deserve what you want. The world is not a crazy enough place to reward a bunch of undeserving people. That means your desires, what it is that you want, will demand you to give up, build up, break down, hold down anything that is standing in your way. And it will require your participation, your daily commitment and follow through coupled with the sincere desire. And even then, The desire must be a virtue. And only then can God play his part. Faith is not a passive activity. 
To have faith is to accept our responsibility in co-creating with God. We are born creators, born in his image to use our imagination, to bring into reality what we see in our minds. God creates the future through us. Every time we translate the power of that imagination into the creative force of creating a future, we make the world a better place. Creation of our imagination cannot be outsourced to God. He has already given us all that we need. All we need to do is have the faith, the courage, the strength to step into our imagination and do something about it. To be resilient, to be tough, to find the resources, to pray about it, to speak about it, and put it out into the world. Ultimately, it is up to us to make the best use of what we have been given. Not to constantly return to him with our hand out. In the refined words of Reverend Run, his name ain't Jimmy, and it ain't about gimme, gimme, gimme. So in an attempt to flip the dynamic, flip my daily writing, I'm going to practice resting on a different question. God, everybody asking you for something. What do you want? What can I do for you? I love you, family.